Seventeen. Welcome to Enough, the only podcast on the internet about movies and television. How we doing, everybody? Good morning, everybody. And you might be thinking the weather's been so nice. I bet the Turkey Boys haven't even watched anything since last week. And you couldn't be more wrong. I've watched more than ever. <laughs> yes, yeah, so have I. Oh yeah. But uh, we're gonna start out with some news. I'm gonna repeat myself because we just did. This. We just. Why are you breaking the fourth wall? I was gonna pretend we had some poise here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I we did about five minutes of not being recorded. And, you know, we're back now. Yes. Go so, ahead, start over. Here we this. go. Here Let's we reiterate go, this. Uh, Silicon Valley's upcoming sixth season will be its last. Ryan, you're a big fan of the show. How do you feel? Huge fan. I was bummed when TJ Miller left and had his whole meltdown on the train where he, like, that woman had to call the police on him or whatever. You remember that. Oh, yeah. He had a big meltdown and doesn't really get any work anymore. No, it's he's been canceled, uh, for lack of a better word. Canceled. And I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a huge T.J. Miller fan of his brand or him as his own offshoot. But I do think that he his character on Silicon Valley was great. Mm. I'm a huge Mike Judge guy. Yep. As you know, I'm tracking through King of the Hill. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but yes. And I just I don't know. I feel like there aren't enough shows that I care about, mm. so that they just keep and the ones I like keep ending. But as I was saying earlier, all the ones you love die. It's tragic. Yep, it's true. But yes, you're saying like uh, how to be a gentleman. Wow. <laughs> um, how to be a show that doesn't exist because <laughs> it's working. Title? No, it's they have like they put shows in categories, and for I hate to oversimplify, but Silicon Valley is basically just entourage with nerds. Wow. Just like how um, uh, Ballers is entourage with athletes and black guys. Yeah. It's the same. They just have like little, like there's the formulaic procedural stuff, Grey's Anatomy, the SVUs. That's one category. There's the like business, quote unquote, whether it's the business of entertainment or like actual like money business, sort of like succession or billions. Yes. There's that category. And then there's like the crime stuff where you put your crime. <laughs> but yes. Ding a ling. Yeah, it's, it's just boring. That they throw everything in the, and then it's why I was saying that a show like I think you should leave is refreshing because yes, as it is sketch comedy, which is its own mm. thing, it's just a unique spin. So yes. I dig that. Um, where were we otherwise? Yeah, every show is like can be boiled down. I, I tried to watch the Deadwood movie last night, which I never got into the Deadwood show, but you know, they thirteen years later they come out with this movie. I'm like, I'll give this a shot and. I don't know. It was really boring me. Like, I was watching, like, this is like Game of Thrones, but Western and, like, less interesting. It's just a bunch of, like, characters making power plays. And also, like, it's weird to even call it a Western, because, like, when you think Western, you think, like, shootouts and excitement. There's none of that on Deadwood. It's just, like, a boring drama that takes place in the As you started in talking the about that, I responded to a text my mother sent me about my battery dying on my car a couple weeks ago mm. and that was more interesting than any episode of deadwood ever just conversation about about my 2010 acura tsx's battery i mean that's good stuff it's, um, it's better than most shows yeah i i hated deadwood and i'm gonna hate the movie too and i'm gonna watch it yeah. just because you know i don't have respect for myself <laughs> yes yeah and i don't i didn't finish it i probably will i fell asleep to it and other stuff, the, uh, did you see that Rambo Last Blood trailer? 
I was gonna bring that up too. Um, I think it's hilarious that it's called Last Blood. Yeah, like Stallone. Like they're not gonna make another one after Last Blood makes eighty million dollars opening weekend. <laughs> they won't last that, Last Blood. I don't think that's going to happen, but. If it does, they would definitely make another one. I don't think it'll make much at all, but Stallone is a big sequel guy. Funny, Everything he's ever done has a sequel. The funniest thing is everyone was like, he's too old for this when they made the last Rambo 11 years ago. And now he's like, I'm, I'm back again. How old is he, like 70? I'm going to guess he's over 70. I think he's seasoned. I typed in S-Y-L, and then the first thing that comes up is Sylvester Stallone age. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a fun. He's seventy-two, folks. Yes. And he was he was born in nineteen forty-six. So he's hilariously seasoned. Yeah, he's he's a grandfather. So good for him. I mean, it's it's proof that HGH works, folks. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, he's like it looks terrible. The movie it looks like Home Alone, but with Rambo. He's like all shored up in some house and a bunch of mercenaries are after him and he's got like Rambo booby traps it's like who thought this was a good idea and uh I'm sure we'll see it and uh report back to the fans um I saw that there's a new you know Chef that Jon Favreau movie yep that doesn't exist written directed and starring Jon Favreau yes he's turned that into a reality series that's basically like Diners Drive-Ins and Dives with Jon Favreau and, uh, and it's like you should have just done this to begin with. Like that's a food truck eating show. Like well, that's, people liked the movie. I guess we're, we're, you got to remember we're not people. Wow, he's right. We're fucked up dudes. Um, I would not watch that. Yeah. I don't like the Food Network. I don't like cooking shows. I like to cook mm. on my own to survive. But like I'm not watching a show about food. Like Chopped and all. None of that interests me in the slightest. I only watch Fieri. All the other ones. Fieri rules, and that's it. And it's all about the personality. He could take food out of the equation and just do Guy Fieri checking yeah. out porta potties all around the country <laughs> in a red car with no fucking top, and I'd be into it. Him like outside a porta potty, like sweet, crunchy. You killed this, brother. This is epic. And then he <laughs> goes inside and like doesn't under the lid check. But yeah, that's that's the new chef show, and that exists, and we'll avoid it probably. Um, what was it? Uh, Tarantino wants to release a longer uh, cut of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Four hours, 20 minutes. The one that he played Fucking at Con was two hours, 40. Which 420, I, it's pretty sick, bro. I don't get it. Like, what's that a reference to? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure. The weed number? Uh, no. Couldn't be that. Um, yeah, just give it to us. I don't feel like waiting for it anymore. QT, we get it. You're an artiste enough. Yeah, and it's uh, like, you might want it to be f over four hours. No one's going to release an uh, over four-hour-long movie in theaters. Not Not even like an over three. Three is like the max. You can't just... I mean, people aren't just going to like sit there all day long. I saw at Cannes or one of these film festivals, they had a, uh, a movie from the director, Blue is the Warmest Color. It's like... And everyone described it as like a four-hour-long movie that's just shots of people's butts. Which sounds like, you know, could be dope if the butts are dope. But it's like, how artsy do you want to be? Like, That's like what people joke about the movies at film festivals being. Just like long, endless shots of nothingness. Hank's taking a piss, so I'm solo here. Um, 
I think we're almost out of news here. Last week, we're not doing a COD pod this week, but last week COD said every summer I rewatched the entirety of the HBO miniseries John Adams. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the most haunting sentence I've ever heard anyone say. Like every summer you rewatch John Adams? It's not a rewatchable. It's, we'll put it that way. It's not it's, it's not a watchable. No. <laughs> I've never it's like a bean set crime drama, which is my favorite thing, and I can't even can't even get through it the once. And fans, if you have something insane that you rewatch every year for some crazy reason. Oh yeah, send us an email. That's perfect. At enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. We'd appreciate hearing about your lunacy. And uh, a big plot twist. I, I got into Chernobyl this past week after skewering it on last week's show. Have you watched any of this thing? You on board at all? You're actually in? I watched the first episode and I shut it off. The first episode is very boring, and that's when I like hated it. But With then I found Jeff out... Jeff the Vomit Guy Levy, or whatever his name is. Yes. They, I found out the show's only five episodes... And everyone's, like, raving about it. So I'm like, hey, I'll get back in there. I wonder if Marilyn Manson has a camo in Chernobyl as the uh, as the nuclear reactor. Kid. Considering he's Dallas... Did, did he do an episode of Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, he pops up and stuff. He's. I, we talked about him last week. He's just... He's the, in the, the new Pope, and, like, he's just popping up everywhere. Yes. He's en- one, enough. I mean, if there's one musician who's going to turn actor, I'm glad... I'm happy it's Marilyn Manson. Agreed. Um, but yeah, Chernobyl, it's not really like out. entertaining. I'm in, is what I'm saying. The, uh, you're actually in. Yeah, like, it's good. It's it's more like informative than it is entertaining. I know that doesn't sound good, but I didn't know like anything about the Chernobyl thing. It's kind of like insane just to watch. Like All these characters, like they're like a mile from where it happened, and they're all like, oh, we're going to be fine. And then like... There's this one smart scientist character who comes in and is like, oh, no, we're all going to be dead, like, very shortly. Like, there's, like, 300 billion trillion bits of radioactive cancer. Billions and billions? Yeah, like, (laughs) swirling around us. And, you know, everyone's just, like, dying of radiation. It's interesting. Uh, And and it's oddly feel-good. After watching, it's like, well, at least I'm not... So you're telling me I need to get back in there? Yeah, maybe get back in. Like, at least I'm not radioactive. I'm okay. I know we said we weren't talking about Game of Thrones anymore, so we're it's not. But I want to mention that Kit Harrington just checked into rehab after the finale. Kid. <laughs> which, you know, coming from me, Kit, in the sober community, we got a spot for you. So I hope you make it. I hope everything goes well. He actually was addicted to um, eating dryer sheets. Oh. Which is a shame. Kit, from my heart, I say that I wish you a steadfast and strong, speedy recovery. All the best. Wow. Mate. Kit listens, and he's going to be moved by that. Um, did you see the promos for historical, or actually it's up now, historical roasts yeah, on I, Netflix? Yeah, you have notes about that too? Did you watch it? Well, I don't have notes, but I did watch a couple of it. It looks bad. Yeah. My big takeaway is I think the roasts are funny. It's like a fun idea. Everyone's like mean, and the jokes are cutting. But it's funny when you roast someone who's A, alive, and B, there. On this show, like, they're roasting Abraham Lincoln, and it's like, they have, like, Bob Saget dressed up as Abraham Lincoln, and, like, they're doing all sorts of, like, 
Like, oh, John Wilkes Booth is in the audience. Like, everyone look out. It's like, oh, ha ha. Like, what funny history jokes. And then, like, they brought out, uh, what's his face? Gilbert Godfrey is As Hitler. Hitler. That was kind of funny, just watching him be like, oh, so I'm Hitler. Your Gilbert's but, pretty good. Thanks. But, I don't know. The show wasn't working for me at all. Like, it was kind of a fun idea, but it's like, what is, what is this? Who is this for? Yeah. Like, history I'm, buffs? I think I'm done with Jeff Ross. Like, I really like bumping mics. Yeah, but that, I'm that real, was great. I'm real, and they're doing a bumping mics tour now, which I'll go to when it comes here. I think they're filming another special for Netflix in tandem, right. so that'll be good, but yes. I'm in. What I think that I liked about bumping mics is... Mm. Um, David Tell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not Jeff Ross. Yeah. Attell is one of my... He's a fucking killer. And he, he, he's never not funny. And I think he's such a strange dude. Like, he smokes tons of cigarettes. He's really depressing. Like, I just, I, I get a kick out of him. He's so off the beaten path. Um, yeah, the current roasts are good. It's like... I'm in. But, I don't know, I can't recommend the new show. Speaking of hilarious things, uh, Lena Dunham posted that nude photo. And now is telling everybody, it's, and her, like Kit Harrington and myself, she's saying she's sober. And if that's the case, I hate that we share that. Wasn't she always sober? I thought that was like I don't thing. know. I, I did she even have a problem or is she? <sighs> I don't know. I'm not uh, up her, to date. She on looks Lena. worse than ever. I don't want to body shame, but I would like to have Lena as a client. And I'm a big Lena guy. I think that'd be fun. You helping Lena work out. I have a very love hate. Barbs. I have a very love hate relationship with her. I loved every episode of Girls. I think she's very funny. I watched uh, Tiny Furniture before girls even existed i'm mm. in i'm sold i think she's funny i've heard her in interviews i appreciate her arc with howard stern <laughs> robin uh but it, i don't know like i something about celebrities telling everybody about how sober they are and just what there's a tradition in alcoholics anonymous where you're not really supposed to talk about that like you take bradley cooper you mm. put him in an interview he'll say he's part of an organization i'm not an aa guy myself but he is and he won't say that See, that's cool. Like, I didn't know that at all, that he was an AA guy. Yes. Because he kept it under his head. He doesn't tell anybody. See, that's cool. That's cool guy stuff. Everything he does is cool. He's the coolest guy in Hollywood (laughs) right now. Tom Cruise and Bradley Cooper are the two coolest guys. Thank you very much. I just want to get a look at you. And I I don't know. I appreciate that Speak. That actually leads me into, I wanted to discuss Limitless on my (laughs) rewatchables. Wow. No? Limitless. You're out? No, I'm in. I, I mean, just think that Bradley Cooper. I don't know what to say. I don't even know. Like he, that movie in a way, The Hangover and then Limitless were sort of like the the, the springboards that got him to be like the guy. I don't think Limitless had much to do with it. I think that movie's like. I actually think it's pretty good, but I think most people think it's like a turkey. It even, is. Even but that's not the point. It was the first time that he had a vehicle. Like a, uh, yeah, a like truly a just Bradley Cooper vehicle that people were charged up about because of him. And it kind of, I think, it doesn't have to be a good movie for that. I think it was sort of a catalyst for bigger things. Mm. Yeah, it is a turkey. I, and I I'll, we'll talk about it. Do we want to launch right into that or do it, we have more? No, yeah, I, I have a little bit more that. news, but I do want to talk about, I don't want to have to circle back. So let's just dive right into Limitless Talk because yeah. let's keep it flowing. Of all things, baby. I would say the concept is, is outstanding. And that it's the most wasted potential of any film I've ever seen. Like, never in history has a movie started so strong, gotten me so excited based on one actor and premise alone, and then let me down so much. It is a cool premise. Like, oh, you, um, 
he meets someone who gives him like a pill that gives him like the power to do not anything but like you know he can he goes from being like a nothing loser guy to being like a politician right. just through like taking these pills and talking uh talking a big game but yeah like it's a cool setup and i don't even remember where the movie goes it just kind of i mean the montage of bradley cooper cleaning and like when he first takes the what's called nzt this like super drug yeah it's just it gets me fired up not just because i'm obsessive compulsive but just like i think in general it's such a cool beginning and Mm. you know de niro could have been anybody else and they would have saved money and they could have done a longer better film they could have cut him out because he sleepwalks through the entire thing and everything else he's made in the 21st century no i remember that montage though those are the best montages just someone like operating on the top of their game like being cool zipping through everything oh yeah yeah when the movie when he first starts taking the pill you're like it's good it's unfortunate that that pill doesn't exist in real life and I'm, I'm forced to watch Limitless every day to get as a uh, some yammering. What are you playing here? It's from the Stars Born soundtrack. I don't wow. Know what love is. Lady Gaga. I still haven't seen the Stars Born. Hang in there with that until it's on HBO. That's awesome. I know. I was gonna say that that'll be popping up. It'll on be HBO an HBO no movie. Um, Do we want to get into our shuts of the week? Yeah, actually, that's fucking perfect. Because I got a juicy one. I think you shut this, too. Uh, I missed a joke on Limitless. Can I do it now? And have it be totally out of context now that we've already rolled? Please, guys. I said they should have hired uh, Brian Dennehy and saved $13 million. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Hey, kids, it's me, Brian Dennehy. Yes. Sorry, I stammered through my joke about how since the Limitless drug doesn't exist, I watch Limitless every day. And now I repeated it. <laughs> the dopeness. We're not. We're such terrible written guys, like with bits, just like oh well. We're killing it. But the shot of the week is uh, the new Mick G vehicle, Rim of the World. I think you shut. This I hate the fact that his name is Mick G. I hate the fact that that movie exists. It's like a. It's like Netflix trying to reinvent the wheel with uh, another Stranger Things, and it just yes. stunk. That's why it must it's must be a great time to be a child actor. They have all these like Stranger Things ripoffs that they're making, and they need a bunch of annoying kids to populate them. The uh, yeah, this is like I don't even think I watched enough to get what was going on. It's like a sci-fi. These kids find like an alien key and go on some sort of weird adventure. The kids are annoying. The jokes are very bad. I recognize two Vine stars while watching it. Yeah, them getting... Don't even say their names. Don't do it. That's fair. Like, there's... You know who they are, the two bigger ones. And let's not give them any more publicity than they have, because yeah. they're no talent hacks. One nice thing I'll say is Mick G's movies at least look nice, and they're, like, colorful. He has a good, like, Michael Bay look to his movies. But the content in it is bad. I don't like that at all. You're out on that? I'm going to say I respectfully disagree. That's fine. I think he his movies look like garbage, and I hope he wow. dies in a fight. No, I'm kidding. I, yeah, I just really didn't like Room of the World. I don't okay. actually... To be honest, I don't remember the way the movies looked. And, uh, and I can't remember another one that he's done. I just remember that his name is Mick G. A new feature we should do for shuts is uh, when talking about a shut, we should bring up if we had a breaking point, like the thing that made you shut it off. The... Uh, for that movie, it was the 
African-American young man with the excessive male jewelry who wouldn't shut the fuck up. I this couldn't was, take him anymore. It was for me, too. He, he's going on this whole tirade that's supposed to be funny. He says this line. There's like a bear around. He goes, I don't do so well with bears. I'm not trying to get DiCaprio'd out here. You know, That was right around when I killed it, too, yeah. Turned it off right there. <laughs> I didn't even like The Revenant. And I think that's a sort of it's a it's not an evergreen reference. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like such that's a, reach. a that's a movie that like they gave him the Oscar for it out of just like it was like an Oscar. You know what I mean? Like when it was yeah, time, it when was it was a, time. It was I'm a career to, Oscar. There it is. And so like in twenty years, if anyone happens upon Rim of the World, mm. it's like Netflix is making a movie that like turn and burn. They know no one's gonna watch it after the first couple of weeks that it's out and that it's totally irrelevant and it's not gonna be up for any awards or anything. But they figure yes. This looks like Stranger Things. There will be a quick cult, you know, upswing of people watching this, and that's all that fucking matters. And that's why the, all the Netflix originals on the. We were going to do that whole segment with COD. We'll do that on the next COD pod where we trash all the Netflix originals. Mm. Almost all of them are terrible. Yeah. I watched all of Perfection, which we can talk about next. Oh, yeah. I want to finish Shuts first. Yeah, I actually have one more shut, and it's a Netflix original. I have four more, so go nuts. Wine Country? Oh! <laughs> Fuck it. I can't believe you even... My sister shut that off, too. I can't believe you even attempted it. I wanted to like it. I wanted to give it a chance. What a piece of dog shit. It was really bad. It was like... You know, it's the Amy Poehler-directed movie. It's her and Tina Fey and Maya Rudolph, some other gal pals. It's... I've said this about other movies. Just like, palling around, getting nuts out in Napa Valley. Yeah. It's like Book Club, where it's like... These are like wild hogs, but for women, these movies. It's like it's they're a, it's like... It's just putting it in one more co- category, like I mentioned with the TV shows. Yes. It's like there's they don't do original thought anymore. Like, you'll never see a Pulp Fiction again. It'll never happen, where there's just like... Intri- uh, intertwining storylines mm. it's unique character arcs for four or five different people no it's like this like journey comedy with a bunch of idiots yeah. where it's like they're just like taking the formula for the hangover and putting other people in it and especially with this movie this is almost a genre in itself now like the movie where you can tell like the people who made it had fun like they're all friends they're making a movie and like Napa Valley or wherever they shot it, wine country. They're like really drunk. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Sandler movie where it's like, well, that at was least, what I was going to say. At too, least yeah. they're having fun. <laughs> like I'm <sighs> not enjoying watching it, but hey, they tried. And uh, uh, th- th- those are all my shots. What else you got? I shut off the interview, which is a Netflix movie. I- it was on Netflix, <laughs> not that one. The one oh. with Hugo Weaving. Oh, okay, is it doper? Awful. Uh, I shut off the placate which I don't even remember what network I had it on. That doesn't sound like it's real. I don't think it exists. <laughs> I shut off that new uh, Renee Zellweger show, What If? Who is it What If? Who the fuck is Renee Zellweger? <laughs> Zellweger, I fucked it up. And I shut off Galveston with Ben Foster, which isn't a real shut. We watched it in its entirety, Scott and I, and I, I couldn't remember that I'd watched it until 27 minutes in when I had to ask Scott, and he laughed and said, oh, you're watching Galveston again? And I said, oh, we yeah. did watch this, didn't we? Yeah. That's how uneventful and boring it is. <laughs> yeah, you were like, oh, I just shut this, it sucked. It's like, we entired that. <laughs> like I had it in my ago. iTunes library. I thought I just bought it and had never... So, whoops. Galveston. Coming soon? Quick, or do you want to save that one? Let's save, let's do the the Bachelorette segment, and then we'll loop back to coming soon, and then we'll do rewatches, and then whatever else, and we're done. Okay. 
Whole agenda, folks. Uh, I'm going to call my sister. I don't know why I just plugged my phone in. Actually, can I get her on? While you're doing that, I'll just talk about uh, Easy Season 3, which is a Netflix show that no one on Earth besides me is watching, I feel. It's from Joe Swanberg, who does a lot of uh, fun, cheap indie stuff, like Digging for Fire or Drinking Buddies. I like Drinking Buddies. Yeah, his stuff's good. He's it's very, like, character-y, like, low-key, just kind of fun. But this show, Easy, it's nice, like, six-episode seasons, and they continue, like, storylines from the previous seasons. It's like six shows in one. Hey, Kat, we're wrapping up one thing, but you're on the air. So that that's easy on Netflix. I recommend it. It's a funny, enjoyable little show about relationships, and check it out. Hey, Kat. What's up, Kat? DNS crew, how are you guys? Good. How's your week going? So far, so good. Oh yeah. We're anxiously awaiting our chat. Yes. I didn't see this week's episode, but I'm gonna use my notes from last week's episode, and I think it's gonna be okay. What kind of bachelorette fan are you? <laughs> He's not a fan. I, he's sold out. And I told him how good it was, too. I know. I'm going to... Next week, I'll bounce back. Okay, Bachelor Nation. We're here with Catherine Anker. I'm sorry, Catherine Chamberlain now. Uh, with the Catchlorette. Yes, yes, yes. Hello, squad. <laughs> uh, Scott, you missed out on some good stuff. You missed out on a Jason Biggs cameo. Oh, Jesus Christ. And now everybody referred to him as that guy from American Pie, not by his name, even though he's arguably, you know, been yeah. in the zeitgeist for 25 years. Yeah, that's insulting. He should, like, swoop in and grab the bachelorette and yeah. tell all these guys to go climb a tree. Um, Might have been the uh, best episode of the season so far. Oh, 100%. Scott, so. Tough week to uh, miss out. Wow. Are you telling me I'm going to have to go back in there and watch this? Yeah, go back and so. watch both episodes in a row. Nice three-hour block. <laughs> Be nice and prepared for next week. But yeah, what I else happened? That. Did anyone get voted off? How's my boy Luke P doing? He's still in play? Luke P is causing all sorts of problems, but um, he's entertaining the, the team. So I'm enjoying his, his antics, if you will. I like it. I like it. Right, what are your thoughts on Luke P? I think he's melting down, and I think that she's done with him, and the producers want her to keep him on the show. Wow. Because he's like an embarrassing, you know, Jesus guy, and he's just doing push-ups and, like, yelling at everybody. I think he's going to get it. He'll get physical with another one of the male contestants, or male, you know, not with her, but with one of his co- competitors, and, and then it'll he'll probably get tossed. Wow. That's like, so- Always be Cam went home this week, which was disappointing. <laughs> I hated him I more every week, and his fucking greasy hair, and like his thin. Did you see that one scene, Cat, where he's wearing the thin designer hoodie with like a suit? Oh yeah, on a date. On like, and that was like his. Like, he he sucked, man. He was like such a slimy little duh. That's the worst part like, about about watching this show is like listening to all the guys like go on and on about it, like. Like, Hannah's so special. She's just, like, such an incredible soul. I mean, like, if you don't appreciate that, like, I don't, you should go home. You actually sound like them. Yes. <laughs> I'm practicing. How about when Cam rolled up on Mike when he was talking about his... And when Mike was talking about his ex having a miscarriage and then <laughs> having, like, a serious conversation and Cam just was standing there, like, I, I really, uh, I just, I have something to say. <laughs> can I can I steal her for a second? Yeah. <laughs> Did we ever get to the bottom of, like, what the importance was of what he needed to say? He, yeah, he said he had, he like, had a, leg a leg, well, potential leg amputation. He had, like, some injury. It sounded made up, 
because it was Does like I had this thing that was going to happen, not and then kind it didn't. When I say I don't care. Oh, I don't care at all. I mean, he could have one. He could have no legs at all, and it wouldn't change my opinion of the fact that he sucks. <laughs> Treat everybody the same. That's what we do here at Enough. We are equal opportunity for everyone. That's a woke take. I like it. It was, um, it was a good episode, and they also highlighted some Boston scenes, which I think are coming up this week, which will be exciting. They're in Faneuil Hall, which is always a hot date. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to get back in there. I'm not abandoning the show. I'm going to... You'll like last week's. To be honest. I know. I'm okay, sorry. can we say that... Do you know who Dylan is, Kat? Dylan! Walk me through. You son of a bitch. He's, he, no, he's a random, like, friendly-looking white guy, but he's gay. I'm calling it here. He's not oh. interested in Hannah. He's, All right, so the the fans should look out for Dylan. Yeah, that would be the best way for one of these to end. Like she picks him, and then he's like, "I'm gay." <laughs> it would be credit satisfying. The end. <laughs> it has never been done. There have been some, you know, people left at the altar or wherever the proposal stage. There have been no picks. Somebody's gone ahead and picked no one. But we've Ooh, never had a uh, coming out on the Bachelorette. I think it's time. Yeah, that would be a good twist. So far, Tyler C. is my favorite. I like his, his hair, uh, his outfits, yes. his, his body. He's in great shape. He's got that cool guy from high school swag to him. I'm, I'm all in on Tyler C. I would like to be friends with Tyler C. Did you catch the part where she said Tyler G., who's the guy I liked from last week with the great one-on-one date, had to go home? Did you catch that? Yeah, they glossed over that. So they glossed over it, but according to the internet, he's a womanizer. Oh, was he the guy that flirted with the woman in the chair when they did no, that? Like he got like no screen time this week. He just went home. But according to the internet, all of these women from his past came out, and the producers asked him to leave. So, well, yeah, good. that's when everyone's like, Ryan, you should go on the Bachelorette. I'm just like, I don't think it's gonna work out, guys. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um. How about John Paul Jones offering Cam and Jonathan those nuggets after they just had a big argument about Hannah? He goes, you guys want some nuggets? <laughs> and he's just like sitting in the living room, just relaxed, didn't care at all. This show's very chicken nugget focused. I remember nuggets from the second episode. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I guess it's I've never become... seen them eat before, so this is the first time you've yeah. seen them eat food. It's interesting. What's up with the friends spying on them in the truck? Like that is an element I don't like either. Like the part that pissed me off, right? And they're because Scott, they will set this up for you. They do a scene where they have all the guys getting hair and makeup done for something they for one of the scenes. Mm-hmm. And Hannah had she hired like attractive makeup and hair people to flirt with the guys and then videotaped it and had her friends in that dumb truck watching to like see if they could catch them in the act and in my mind it's like if a woman is throwing herself at me and i'm getting my hair cut by her and i'm gonna flirt back that doesn't mean i'm gonna have sex with her it means that i'm a human being with a pulse yeah and if some stranger that i don't even know yet is jealous about that that's a little bit of a red flag on her end not theirs that's entrapment the fact that they're all being filmed for (laughs) i like that i'm glad they're gonna do sorry i stampeded you there Mm. um sorry cat what was that i was talking over everybody I was just saying they're already being filmed for the show so what are they really going to give up that's like not they know they're on air yeah exactly they're not going to go that nuts with it and to me it's like even if you're married to like you know be a little cute with a woman giving you a haircut but you have boundaries set is really not that big of a deal people are flirtatious by nature I don't really I think if you're too insecure and jealous to be able to handle your partner talking to someone of the opposite sex 
in more of a matter of fact way, then I think the problem is you, not them. Boom. That's a fair take. I don't know. That's just me. Looks like you guys have a future segment in relationships. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, the couple of guys that are more more <laughs> yeah. alone than ever. We don't. We're not in relationships, so we might as well like talk about them. Like right. we know what's <laughs> what they entail. So there was an interesting uh, spotting here on Avery Street in Boston this week. Guy Fiori, Oof. big fan of the show, was exactly. here in person. Fieri, cat. Fietti. Fietti is the traditional Italian pronunciation. If we were <laughs> I was thinking he might be on his way over to the studio to record wow. with you guys. Not nope. sure if that got... He's going to be on in a couple of minutes. Up. We figured you and The Bachelorette were, were you know, bigger than a... Smart. Than a triple-A-list celeb like Guy, but... Thought so. Well, he was here in the flesh in Boston this week. He was down at Best Buddies yesterday. He was at the Grand last night, or maybe Friday night. Not sure what he was doing on Wednesday, but he was here. So figured to give him another shout-out on the show. I like it. I wish he would hang out. That would really make the team's dreams come true. Get a nice bite to eat with us. Yes. The diner that he was filming at in uh, Somerville, I've been there, and it's awesome. Which one? I don't remember the name of it, but it's on his Instagram. Oh, all right. I just recognized the exterior. I was like, I've been there. So we're going to send all the fans to Guy's Instagram. Guy, at Guy Fieri, F-I-E-R-I. He needs all the plugs he can get. Yeah. It was actually a good Instagram story. He's um... Oh, it's Kelly's Diner. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> the, um... Well, Scott, you got to get back in, man. Yeah, you got to get back in. I'm going to get there. You're going to love it. Next week, we'll catch back up. That's all. Do you have any more Bachelor stuff, Kat, or can we dump you? No, you can dump me. <laughs> That's all we got. The, the biggest thing is Luke P is still hanging in. He's going he's to win. I called that first episode. Luke P is going to win. He's got to do some serious catch-up work, man, after his embarrassing... Pres- you haven't seen the third episode. He was super embarrassing. Okay. okay. When you watch it, you'll change your mind, I think. All right. In all about right. a week or so, we're all going to have to take our picks for the winner and go down in embarrassment when we're not right. But Tyler C. Yeah, that's a good start idea. Start preparing your picks for the winner. Tyler C. In. We'll give you another episode. Okay. Tyler C., all right. You're going in early. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold my thoughts until next week's episode. All right, kid. All right. Enjoy Talk to the you rest next of the week. show. Love you. Bye, guys. Thanks, Cat. Bye. So, and that was our Bachelorette segment, folks. <clears throat> the um, Do we want to get into our featured review this week? The Perfection? Yes, The Perfection. This is a Netflix, Netflix movie. Netflix Ridge. Let me just read a quick summary. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Here. When troubled musical prodigy Charlotte seeks out Elizabeth... The new star pupil of her former school, the encounter sends both musicians down a sinister path with shocking consequences. Steven Weber. Yes. That's all I gotta say. And Allison Williams. I don't know about perfection, but this movie was actually pretty good. Do you know, I I mentioned that Richard Shepard, the director of The Matador, directed this. Oh, the director of The Matador. We love The Matador. You say that like it doesn't exist. It does. It doesn't. No, yeah. Pierce Brosnan vehicle from 05. Guys, go check it out. I might buy it. Him and Greg Kinnear. Allison Williams is shit. She is. She's a really bad actress. She sounds like she's reading cue cards the entire time. And somehow she managed to just suck any form of eroticism out of a lesbian sex scene. I was bored out of my mind mm. with her and uh, I guess it's Logan Browning. Yes. Who, she's a babe too. Like, yeah, she's, Allison Williams, she's a babe. Allison she has Williams no is chops. knockout. 
no chops to speak of. But she almost works as, like, a hateable, like, bitch-type character. Like, her in Get Out and in this. Like, there's there's a big twist in the middle of this movie, which is, like, kind of... You can kind of see it coming. But then, afterwards, there's, like, more twists. I liked how... You know, because, like, when, when you have the middle of the movie twist, then they, like, rewind and, like, show you what was going on the whole time. And then, like, there's more... The second twist is even cooler. Like, the movie's very crazy and, and fucked up. It's kind of like Black Swan, but uh, about violins and music instead of ballet. You know, like... Yeah, the, uh, it's in that vein of just a much, much, much more watered-down... Yeah, like, there's a scene where a, fi- a fisting almost happens, and one of the characters goes, I hope your cunt can handle it. I was like, whoa. Do you remember that? You must remember that. When they're having the lesbian sex scene? No, like, later after. No. I can't believe you don't remember something so wild. I, I liked it, but I was pretty t- checked out throughout. I mean, the the hacky rewind camera trick that they keep doing instead of any type of real exposition, I just, like, sort of... That was kind of hacky. Yeah, like the fuzzy flashbacks, like that killed me. When they do a twist, they would literally play like the record scratch rewind noise, be like, and then like show you. It was kind of hacky in that respect. No thanks. But just for like a weird, like messed up horror movie that keeps getting crazier and crazier till it ends, I I recommend it. I thought it was enjoyable. Yeah, it's very watchable, fast moving. You don't get bored. You know, I checked out a little bit, I guess, a couple of times, but that's pretty hard for me to not do. So, yeah, it's it's worth watching. Uh, the Perfection, it's on Netflix probably forever, but go check yeah. it out. What else? I um, I have three, I, I have I have so- three more reviews, okay. quick ones, if you want me to jump in. I have, I have more on The Perfection, but it's NBD. Do you, yeah, do you need to get it in? Well, it's nothing to me. I just, like, the scenes where... I love when people are clawing at their skin, going, There's something inside of me! Get it out! Which, there's some of that in the perfection. That, that always works for me. It's like it makes me uncomfortable, up. yeah. Yeah, it's good. I and just felt uh, a little sick talking about it, so I guess it's working. Um, the Town. Um, I rewatched The Town yesterday. I know it's okay. one of your favorite movies, The Town, The Departed, and Mystic River. Okay, that's my top three. And the I town. forgot how ham-handed the whole thing is uh every scene john like just from john ham the biggest miscast in history how you doing it's me john ham and affleck's thick accent and i mean even as an affleck guy i can't necessarily get behind his entire performance jeremy renner who i have a very also love-hate relationship with him Mm-hmm. Slain. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it in a while. I I know that they go to they rob Fenway in it. That's like the sickest thing that's ever happened in film history, kid. What do you think about Blake Lively uh, at her hottest in this movie? What do you think about that take? Um, that might be fair. I do. She plays like a like a slutty, gritty bean set babe in this, which yes. is a fun look for her. I do remember liking her in that. But um, guess who? Yeah, that rapper guy. Slain. That Affle- oh, that's Slain. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, Ben Affleck has this, like, Boston rapper who he puts in, like, a small role in all his movies. Imagine how often that guy must drop that line when he's out at, like, Lincoln in South Boston or wherever is, you know, a fun place to go yeah. for the kids. That's probably his whole... If you don't recognize me, I was in the town. I was the one who said, guess who? 
All beans said, Ashley. I was, I was in Gone Baby Gone. What else did you watch? Um, cruising with Al Pacino. Cruising. Have you even heard of Cruising? I hadn't until I saw it on that anti-CGI Instagram, which is a good Instagram to follow. They mm. recommend good flicks. Yeah. Anti-CGI. Um, I've never it's heard of it. with Al Pacino, directed by William Friedkin, who was the director of The Exorcist and The French Connection in the early 70s, and then Hollywood basically just wrote him a blank check. Uh, it's on iTunes for $9.99. The synopsis is a police detective goes undercover in the underground S&M gay subculture of New York City to catch a serial killer who is preying on gay men. And it gets a little boring and disjointed at times, but it, mm-hmm. it, it was it was interesting. Okay. And it's like good like 80s gore and just like Pacino's like ripped in it and he's in his underwear a lot and he's dating that girl from Animal House mm. whose name I can't remember. It's always weird when you stumble upon a movie like that. It's like, my reaction is always like, if this was any good, I probably would have heard of it. But some of them are, you know, some of them will surprise you. You liked it? You Watchable, it? yeah. It was okay. What was it called again? Uh, Cruising. Cruising with Pacino? Yeah. You got any others? I got one more. I'll check it out. We already did Limitless. <laughs> uh, I don't have, yeah, that was everything I watched. I watched Rush. Uh, with Ron Howard directed Chris Hemsworth vehicle, the story of race car drivers Nikki Lauda and James Hunt. Mm. Uh, I feel like I watched this when it came out, but I can barely. Nikki Lauda. Hello. Yeah, I liked it. Kid, do they have any Rush songs in the, on the soundtrack? I thought about that, and I didn't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, it seems like a no brainer. Yeah. It's like when that movie The Seventh Son came out, and they didn't use the Iron Maiden song, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. It's like, do you want people to see this? Dopes. Can't see a sure thing. You said no brainer. DJ Khaled. Oh, is that the name of this? <laughs> is this a cut? <laughs> the uptake with me is so slow. Mm. But, um, what else? I think that was everything I watched. I didn't play the turkey sound once this week. I just realized that. I know. It's a shame. We gotta, I, should I get some gobbles in before we go? Yeah, get some gobbles. Well, are we going to do our famous new segment, 90 of Seconds course, of the of Departed? Course. The, uh, I feel like I Keep was, going for a second while I find the turkeys, because yeah. I feel like they need a little shout-out. I'm sorry, fans. I feel like I'm off this week. I'm in like a bad mood. I'm all fucked up. It's a whole thing. But we both, Scott and I both had a day. I fell down during my personal training session earlier and ma- smashed my face onto a piece of metal training equipment. Yeah, that look, it doesn't looks, look that bad. But it, it doesn't look great. It's probably painful. And it's really warm. Like I feel that. Like it feels like I got punched in the face. And then that. Scotty Boy had to take the tea in. We're having like we're having a hell of a day. <laughs> it's just like we're just a couple of couple of shit dicks. So, folks, send the Turkey Boys an email to make us feel better and to uh, give us renewed zeal for life and uh, <laughs> other things. And uh, am I still talking? I think I, I am. left the turkey on too long. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of it, man. I had a bunch of coffee earlier. I thought it was going to get me all fired up for the show. And now I'm probably we're going to go see Godzilla, by the yes. way. We're probably I'm going to fall asleep during it just as a heads up. Podzilla. We're going <laughs> to see. That'll be the name of uh, next week's episode, probably. When we do our featured review. Yeah, I wrote that down already. <laughs> Are you excited about the already new episodes ready. of Black Mirror? I totally forgot to bring that up during... Um... Yeah, no, that's good. The uh, I am. I like that show a lot. And I heard... Did you hear Miley Cyrus on Howard talking about it? Uh-uh. Is she on it? She was, in it? She's in one of the new ones. And uh, 
She didn't really talk about it too much. She, she get topless. Get... <laughs> yeah. How about coming down here and getting topless? But uh, T O P. She was a good interview, and she made it sound good. I like I like Black Mirror. Then, here then... we are, by the way. Uh, Ninety seconds of The Departed, oh, just yeah, to we're... completely cut Scott off in the middle of a sentence. You want to finish the Miles Cyrus <laughs> thing? Nope. Okay, here we go. Sorry, I'm trying to do my best here. This is why we need a producer that can give us signals. We do anybody. Not... We're, I'm going to say that again. We've been saying this every week. We need a producer. So if you want to be the producer of the Ooh. Enough Podcast for zero dollars an hour, <laughs> go ahead and send us an email at enoughthepodcast at gmail com, and Scott and I will review your with your resume and yeah. headshots, and we'll review, we'll review and get back to you. Mm. Um, we get flooded with, with like hundreds. <laughs> Everyone wants in. Okay. Um, do you have a timer? Because I got to do this yeah. with the thing here. Set get your timer out. We got to do just this is it, folks. Ninety seconds of the departed. Go. A young lady. Oh, we're picking up from last week. Proud. Young Nicholson. I wonder what Nicholson whispered to his daughter. I know. Us just not saying anything. We're both just captivated by The Departed, even though we've both seen it 47 times. Live with your grandmother? Yeah. Man, get him a couple loaves of bread, a couple half gallons of milk. You like bologna and cheese? Give him some cold cuts. Throw some mayo in. You like comic books? You do good in school? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. I did too. They call that a paradox. Wow. Why? <laughs> this is how mobsters are made. You buy groceries for them at a, at a bar when they're a child, and then they're yours for life. You ever want to earn a little extra money, you come by L Street. You know where I am on L Street. Good. They did a good job. This kid looks like a young Matt Damon. They kind of nailed and it. And that's it. That's 90 seconds of The Departed right there. That's it, folks. Um, yeah, they did a good job <laughs> casting that kid. Yes. There's a lot of stuff about The Departed that isn't laughable, <clears throat> but oh, all things considered, it's sort of a cartoon. Yes. I'm out. I got nothing left. You, plugs? Yeah, plugs. I can't really think of anything. Just uh, send us an email. Enjoy the show. Tell your friends about Enough it. The podcast at gmail.com. Scott is on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Skip Seasoned. Yes. I am on Instagram at at Ankner, and also we have a Enough the Podcast Instagram as well at Enough the Podcast. Folks, oh, that's about enough. That's it. And do me a favor, have a good one, man. Yeah, have a good one. Cowboy. <laughs> have a good one, man. Well, I'm